Welcome to the Spirit for Success podcast with your hosts, Rach Wilson and Therese Tucker. All right, welcome to another Kick-Ass Sparkly Ladypreneur podcast. With me, as always, is the, I was going to say sweaty and star. Sweaty and So not cool. Not cool. You can it's not my fault. <laughs> yes, I'm going to send you a virtual wabouche. No. <laughs> we were just talking about, okay, so we're having a, a heat wave over here in Washington State. And I was telling Rach, no, I'm not going to describe it in too much detail because no one else needs to hear about it but you. But natural deodorants sometimes <laughs> are not apocalypse ready. <laughs> They fail you. Even if they use the word charcoal in the title of the deodorant, that doesn't mean anything. Not in 90 degree heat anyway. <laughs> so uh, that's what I'm going to say about that. <laughs> yes. Having tried a few of them now and you know, especially after, over last summer, I'm like, yeah, that's how you work out whether they're really good is how well they do in summer. Because, you know, honestly, I do not like my natural scent. I really don't. <laughs> I don't want to smell that. Nobody needs to smell that. I okay. I don't mind my natural scent. I don't like my musky scent. <laughs> <laughs> There's a difference between natural and musky. <laughs> and mm. musky, you know, that's that thing that happens where no, in when you're sweating in your sleep because it's so hot, you wake up musky. So yeah, musky smells not my favorite. But uh, no, there's I found deodorant that I think works pretty good. Um, but I find it irritating actually if I wear it too much. So I try to, I have to switch between two mm. and, um, it's, I don't know if you've heard of it. It's Schmitz. It's, it comes in a jar. They have sticks, but the, the jar one I like more and you scoop it out and you warm it up and then you rub it on and it's got baking soda is like one of the mm. active ingredients yeah. in it. Um, but it's very, um, it's a long process and sometimes you just want to go shwish, yeah, be done. I'm totally up for the shortcut. Like, I don't want to be sitting there, you know, preparing the deodorant. Prepare your deodorant. That's you right. have to put energy into it. That's you have right. to put good vibes. Prepare it, you know, bless it, and do a, you know, this whole ritual around the. That's right. Cast out the evil spirits. <laughs> I know people well, are actually, maybe, in and they're like, what's Maybe the I need to do that part. Maybe that's the part of me to <laughs> That might maybe that's why you don't enjoy <laughs> your musk. <laughs> Too many evil spirits in there. Oh god. <laughs> it was this way the show All right, Rachel, what the, the hell did you type? So Yes, Tim, we're talking about deodorant and the apocalypse. They all come together. Rach, please tie this together. <laughs> I think we lost Rach. Oh man. Oh, I'm delirious. Like, yeah, we're talking about you know, I think we Mercury's trying to prepare us for the apocalypse when, you know, all these, uh, our, our communication doesn't work. Like Teresa and I was trying to say to her, look, you know, things are, it's a clusterfuck over here. There's, it's a long story, but you know, oh, there's no way I was going to be ready on time to do the podcast at the time it would normally do. I'm like, so would it be okay if we pushed it a bit back, but she didn't even get the damn message. <laughs> I tried to send it and give you some time. No. <laughs> no, it didn't happen. So yeah, we were, there's a little miscommunication, but what I was joking about with Rach is we were both having things happening in our personal lives today where it just 
no matter how hard we try, it feels like the universe is preparing us for the apocalypse. I'll tell you my personal story. On my sure. end, um, our refrigerator sporadically died last Sunday, right before a massive heat wave. Not and my husband and I, were, it was awful. I mean, just, you know, if the funny thing is you really know what you appreciate when um, it's gone, you really get an appreciation. The good news is we get a new refrigerator on Friday, but we have to wait till Friday. So last Sunday till this coming Friday, that's a long time. That's like what, six days to wait for a refrigerator. But the worst And we're having a heat wave. What? The worst not the no wine. There's no wine because there is no ice and there is therefore no spritzer for Therese to manage her wine. <laughs> and if someone tells me to drink room temperature wine, you can go. Oh. And you know where you can go. You can take my deodorant and you can shove that. <laughs> no, I need it cold. I need ice cold. The, the funny thing is, is the minute I can't have it, it's like I obsess over it. And that's just a logical trigger, I think, that we experience. Where the minute something is not available, that's all you can think about. Mm -hmm. um, yes. So, yeah. So yeah, they, my husband and I realized that maybe we were joking that maybe the universe is preparing us for the apocalypse and decides that, you know, if we can survive a week without a refrigerator, we're apocalypse ready. <laughs> I don't have quite the same problems. You know, today is, you know, it's really a first world problem on my part, realistically. You know, my, my toddler was awake from, you know, 1.15 to 3.15 or something and I was tossing and turning either side of that. So I feel like I haven't slept in a week. And then to try and get everything done. And then, because I'm going to have a whinge about this. Um, you know, I'm, I've got a, a full day today. I've got lots of things that I need to get done. And, you know, I have a, a little bit of a system. I know what I'm feeding the baby and I'll figure out when I'm going to feed him so I can get all this other stuff done. And then I went to create his beautiful quinoa porridge, as I do. And there were no fruit pouches. Not only were there no fruit pouches, there were no food pouches. And this kid is very fussy with his food. So... He kind of likes his pouches. Try to give him better have them pouches. <laughs> Got to have them pouches. I um, mean, they're all you know, pretty much organic, and I try to do as best I can in, in giving him the you know that doesn't have any additives or any of that stuff. But he's very particular about what he will eat and what he won't. So normally, I would have whipped it up and gotten into my my class that I had to teach, and then I'm like, holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> what am I going to make him? First world problem. Um, and then, <laughs> that, so that's fine. I just gave him a whole other banana. So this kid's had two massive bananas, which is a lot for a tiny little, you know, 19-month-old. Um, and then in between, like the class and the podcast, which is where I'd normally get ready, and I had a few other things that I had to squeeze into that as well. I had to make eggs from scratch for him. I had to make toast and then make myself something. And he doesn't eat fast, like, if I could give him to spoonfuls of stuff, I could have finished him feeding while I was doing my class and it would have been, you know, everything would have been fine, but no. So I had to you know, try and do things from scratch in a time frame that was like this to do this much in. <laughs> stuff didn't get done. So I don't know what I'm having for dinner because I did not get the stuff in the slow cooker <laughs> from here. But uh, I give it, I surrender. Hey, I need more time to read. And then she didn't get the message. <laughs> Oh God, no, no. Cause that would have been too easy from the yeah. universe. So yeah, what we're talking about really is just the fact that no matter how hard you try or even how hard you plan or how prepared you think you are, the universe can throw some shit at you 
Um, and I, I asked this question on my personal profile the other day is, do you think the universe has a sense of humor? Um, just to see how people would respond to it. Actually, you know what triggered this question was um, a meme I had posted on our Instagram. Mm -hmm. And someone responded back. It was, <laughs> let me see if I can remember what the meme said. The meme said something like, uh, after the week I've been having, I need to be taken out either on a date or by a sniper. And at this point, I don't care which it is. <laughs> which I thought was hilarious. Anyway, I got this admonishing, we got an admonishment in response saying, you, you can't, you should not say that because the universe does not have a sense of humor and it will take you literally. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not really, I don't even agree with that statement. Mm. Well, and I mean, here's the thing that I keep coming back to, and this year really just kind of likes to nail it in, but you know, everybody's perspective is just that. It's their perspective. And from their mm. point of view, maybe the universe doesn't have a sense of humor. Mm. I don't think that I could maintain a positive attitude if I believed that it did not, especially with some of the shit that it likes to dish, right? I mean, you don't always, you just can't predict sometimes what's coming. And best efforts right the best laid plans sometimes don't prevent mm -hmm. the the odd goings on that mm -hmm. are going to happen to you yeah um so i i personally would you i enjoy laughing at it and i think that you know maybe it goes the universe a little bit on my because <laughs> i didn't tell you about the time i mean i told rach about the time where i was like someone i woke up to someone digging in my yard <laughs> <laughs> this is a good story kick out <laughs> no no mm -hmm. just to illustrate how mm -hmm. you know because i think the universe does have a sense of humor i think it provides me with a lot of opportunities <laughs> so um they're the people who own this property that i live on uh were having a we're looking for a sewage line to dig through and they had to dig through our yard and so we've had for most of the year this like caution taped hole in our front yard and they realized that that was not the hole they were going to use and they were going to go a different direction but they left the hole there so we kept calling our management company saying you know there's a big hole in our yard and we have toddlers can you you know close that up and they were like great yeah sure we're, we're working on that but they never like tell us when these people are coming so there's been a few mornings where I've woken up to the sound of digging like just a shovel like in rock like <laughs> what is that what is that so the other morning I'm standing there and it's been very hot so like I wear like my underwear and like a t-shirt sometimes and that's all I go to sleep in because it is so hot so that's actually impressive there. that you're actually wearing a t-shirt but just anyway you were lucky you were wearing a t-shirt <laughs> I was it, it well, was, yes. was I don't know. <laughs> it was shorter you know it's just not something that you would like want to meet a stranger in let's put it that way <laughs> so I'm standing standing there at my window with like the blinds kind of open and I'm looking out trying to figure out a what's going on B you know I notice there's a person in my yard with a shovel I'm hoping that they're doing something legal and or <laughs> they're helpful they're in some way <laughs> and see they were dressed so in such an androgynous manner that I couldn't tell if it was a man or a woman not that it really mattered but my curiosity was piqued and I'm like who is that like is that a lady? Because, you know, it looked like there was a, just a woman digging a hole in my yard, which is <laughs> odd in itself. Anyway, so I'm sitting there staring out my window, like trying to figure out who this is. And I could tell that she 
felt me staring. You know, when you know someone staring at you from behind and you're just like, wait, what? So she like perks up and turns around and stares back at me. And it took me like a good five seconds to recognize I'm standing there in my underwear, like in a full length <laughs> window, staring at her. And I was like, oh God, <laughs> it's too late. I've been caught. <laughs> so all I'm saying is, universe has a good sense of humor and if you believe that it might entertain you with mm. its with its antics yeah and this this sort of stuff i mean it's never gonna stop like we're always gonna have curveballs <laughs> things that don't go to plan things that crop up you know the day doesn't quite unfold the way that you think it's supposed to in the middle of the day or in the morning you know and these are the times where you know we have to be flexible. We have to, sometimes it's just, ah, fuck it. Like, you know, thankfully for us, we have the podcast. We can choose when it's going to be. And I'm sorry if you're waiting for us today, you know, life is life. Um, but we get to, to say, you know what we, you know, right now the priority was to feed my baby and to feed me. So that became what we focused on. And then we, we did the podcast. So, you know, things have to shift and change. And if we can laugh at the stupid shit that goes on and, you know, Again, if we have what ice, we can have wine spritzes, or we'll just have a little tea. Oh, I'm getting, I'm getting ice. <laughs> I'm, I've got, I've got water right now. So we have to go out right now. Every time we want to get ice, it melts so fast. Mm. We're literally going through the Starbucks drive-through like a couple times a day. Like, can I have an ice water? Because it's free, and they're gonna stop us. <laughs> like, okay, you're back, and I'm like, yeah, yes, <laughs> yes, we I will need be my back. Ice. Oh, wait. <laughs> Um, no, I, I actually find that looking back, first of all, I enjoy telling these stories when they happen to me, not so I much, but I enjoy telling me too. <laughs> <laughs> I do enjoy a good story and I do appreciate there is a lot of humor or at least it, that my perspective on life is humorous. It, I find that, um, because if it wasn't, man, I already have enough stress, like, it's stressful being alive as a human being right now in this time period, probably throughout time, I'm assuming, but being a mom period or a parent, parent stressful, yeah. right? Because you care about somebody else and their life matters to you at such an extreme. It's something that you, you know, a pet, even mm. that feeling, right. Of being responsible for another life is stressful trying to um, provide for your family can be stressful. Trying to, um, you know, work on your personal growth and work through some of the mental stuff that's going on. Just trying to get through that is stressful. There's so much in our life that adds weight and a sense of heaviness that I relish in finding the areas where we can create that um, levity, right? And the, the lift. And so, yes, my personal view is that the universe has a great sense of humor. Um, and I do believe that how we view the universe is what we receive because it's that observer effect, right? So I also view the universe as being kind, as having my back, as even though I might not understand a moment that's happening to me, my perception of it is that this is good for me, whether I see it now or not. Right. So <laughs> I don't know how to tie that back to someone digging a hole in my yard. While I'm <laughs> but it's true. It's, it's absolutely true. And I, I have the same, you know, some of the beliefs that I feel serve me are a belief that 
things happen for a reason, even if I don't know what the reason is in that moment. But I know that even on things that happened years ago, I can look back and go, ah, I see what happened there. I see how that led to this moment. I see how that showed me this about myself or that about someone else or whatever. So looking back, I mean, we are meaning making machines and we could be making up meaning that doesn't exist. But at the end of the day, it comes down to, um, you know, are your beliefs and your way of perceiving things serving you? Are they moving you forward? Are they giving you a perception that, you know, fills you with joy or security or, you know, whatever. And ultimately that's, that's the most important thing is the, the choice of perception and how you choose to make it, make him, how you choose to let you know, I can't do the words. <laughs> how you choose to perceive life. How do you choose to perceive it and feel about it? It's either empowering right, you or disempowering you. Sometimes we just can't have control, no matter how much we want it, no matter how much we've done to prepare for that control. I don't know if it's um, sometimes. I think <laughs> the realistic view is we actually don't have any fucking control. <laughs> well, I, I'm going to debate that. We do to a degree. To a point, We yes. do to a degree. Um, the idea of complete and total control, no. And especially further... The thing, the object is that we're trying to control is from us, the less mm. control we have. So trying to control the universe, ha 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 ha, control other people, yeah, right. <laughs> trying to control time, not going to happen. You know, the things that we have control over are how we perceive it. Um, we yeah, have control yeah. over how we react to it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have control over how far we let something affect us in our day. You know, does it stop here? Does it stop after you've addressed it? Does it keep going? Do you keep holding on? Things like that. Um, so, and, and observing, that is a form of control. Now, observing something doesn't mean that you're going to be able to shift the entire game board because it doesn't work like that. But it does, um, it does project you down a certain path right? There's a a path of what follows next that happens when you observe things a certain way. And it's, it's pervaded by our mindset. Uh, Because how we observe something affects our mindset and the mindset then affects our behavior and the behavior affects the actions and so on and so forth. So some control, (laughs) maybe not the control that we, we want to, we wish we had. Um, But but you know what they say with great power comes great responsibility. So this is interesting that I bring this up only because my daughter, you know, she, I have very strong personality kids who want to be in control. They want to be in charge. I don't know where they got that. (laughs) But they definitely want to be the power source. So I explained to her, I'm like, you know, mommy and daddy are in charge and with that comes a lot of responsibilities. And I started listening to her, all the responsibilities I have as a parent and as an adult and as someone who's in charge of the house. And then I asked her, would you like those? And she's like, no, (laughs) (laughs) that, you know, being in charge might seem great, but it comes with all of that. So if we kind of take that notion Mm. and apply it to the idea of being, having more control, what would that actually mean? What would it mean? It would mean that we are fully responsible for everything. 
everything that goes right, everything that goes wrong. Well, in our mind, perception, everything that goes wrong. And that's a big one. Yeah. Yeah, well, I I mean, I I don't think we could handle trying to control the universe. I mean, that seems, it's such a well-organized and divinely, (laughs) right? It's divinely flowing. It's got a a very intricate pattern and it it understands what needs to happen. And sometimes what needs to happen is somebody gets delayed or is late so that something else can occur, right? So it's almost like you can feel that sort of push-pull that the universe does, right? Yeah, it's, it's, it's very good with the timing. It's way better at timing mm-hmm. than we are. If we, were to, if we were to try and control everything, it'd be like giving a toddler the keys to a Ferrari. <clears throat> that could be very dangerous. Right. I would not to do that. I mean, it looks like fun. Let's pretend to drive it. I think we do that sometimes. We pretend to drive the universe. But, um, yeah, in our mind we yeah. think we're actually doing it, but no. <clears throat> Maybe that's why these events come in that sort of self-correct when mm. you think that that's you're true. in control the universe might self-correct and be like, oh, let me show you just how <laughs> not in control do. I mean, we've, we've got very strong will, and I think that's where it comes in. We've got very strong will, and we can steer our lives down a certain path if we, you know, we really strongly go, no, that's where I need to go. And the problem is if it's actually not where we're meant to go, if we're not listening to the universe, we're not following the path of ease and grace, the one that falls in naturally, the more we push it off the path, Eventually, the universe does have to course correct because you're going to hit the damn wall you can't see coming. So it will course right. correct. And, and the further you go out, it's like an elastic band, the further you go deviate from the path that your soul knows where you need to go, um, the bigger the, the chaos, the, the smack that, to bring you back in. So if you're listening, and these are, these are for people who really are very good at listening to their intuition, following the natural flow of life, they never have that massive crash burn smack up the side of the head because they're constantly listening to the universe and they need maybe a little bit of variation a little bit variation keep coming back keep coming back but where our will is so strong that it overrides everything else then it has no other choice but to bring you back sometimes quite hard at least that's my perception of how it kind of works yeah i would agree with that i mean there's definitely times in our lives where we think that uh, like i'm trying to think it's interesting because I studied acting and I, I worked on my acting career. I worked on it for many years. Um, and at the time that I was deep into it, if you had told me I wouldn't be doing it anymore, I was heartbroken. And yet the message came along all the time. You know, if there's something else that you're passionate about, you should work on it because this is a very hard line of work. That isn't necessarily what took me out. But I remember hearing that feeling very resistant to someone suggesting I should stop that there was no reason I would ever stop. And that the reason why people don't succeed is because they stop. That was my line of thinking around that. Um, and then I had my daughter and ah, my entire, <laughs> and it shifted naturally. It just, my, my desire shifted and I stopped holding on so tightly. It hurt to let it go because I had put so many hours into it and logged in. And for a while there, I was floundering. I didn't know what I was going to do next or what I was intended to do. And I was worried that everything that I, because I studied for it, I got my degree in acting, trained um, after getting my degree, I trained and trained and trained. And there was pain around letting it go and a fear that everything I just learned was wasted, right? I wasn't going to get to use it 
it, it had no meaning now because it wasn't connected to anything. And the big joke is that when I finally, you know, it took a few moments of me really struggling um, and holding on and being afraid. When I finally said, fuck it, I like this too. I like being psychic. I like doing that. I like exploring that area. When I really let myself have that and life bloomed again and made sense, I suddenly got to see how all of that training actually connected me more to my intuition and actually made me better at what I do because um, acting training is all about mindfulness. It's all about being present. It's all about listening to your intuition, observing hidden patterns that no one else is looking at and um, being able to emote that or communicate that to other people so much so that you get an entire audience to feel it with you if you do it well and do it right. Um, and it, it, I had no idea it connected to this world. And it wasn't until I trusted it more and went in it, into it, like let it call me and pull me in and stop being afraid of it. So I, what is my point around this? My point around this is that, is that there are going to be times where we feel like I invested, I did what I was told, I had the will, I wanted it, um, and it didn't work out. And that pisses me off. And, and maybe I'm angry at the universe. I actually wasn't, though, because I had something more amazing. I had a child. It was a pretty good payoff. I mean, like, I got something pretty good for that. So, but at the same time, personally, you know, Rach, it was hard. It was, um, I lost is the best way to describe it. Yeah. Yeah. There was always a map. Yeah. It's interesting because we think we know where we're going. We think we know, you know, I've done all this training, like I did heaps of IT training. I thought I was going to move up the ranks in, you know, the government job and, and get myself up to an executive and, you know, do, you know, bigger IT stuff. That was my plan because it felt secure and it felt like the right thing to do and there's money to be made in IT. At least that was the belief at the time. Um, <clears throat> but then it was not fulfilling. It wasn't. And then once I, I discovered, you know, life coaching and, and then the, the soul went, okay, I'm done with IT, I, I'm done, I can't do this anymore. So I quit my very well-paying public service job and thought, I'll go start my own business. And then when that didn't work out, my, my brain was going, well, maybe I wasn't supposed to do that. Like, what's, what's the deal? Why didn't that work out? Blah, blah, blah. But it's been a huge growth curve along the way. I can see from my perspective now how that has helped me how and why I did the things that I did and why it didn't feel right and why I struggled so much in the beginning because it was very much my head trying to determine the path rather than really listening to the heart and soul. And that's what we talk about a lot with the four intelligences is you actually got to listen to the heart and soul first and then you connect in with your yeah. team and then the brain, the mind comes in to create the plan but it's got to be flexible because the heart and soul knows, that, okay, for this part of the journey, you're here. But then we're going to switch tracks because it's time to go in this direction. And you've got to be able to be flexible and fluid with that and trust that it's actually leading to you to everything that you actually desire. That's not easy. Right. And no, because control is an idea in the mind, in the mental intelligence. Mm. The heart is not led by control. And it totally gets that that's BS. Like it's got, you know, the, the thing about the heart intelligence is it looks a lot like the right hemisphere of the brain. Their connections are all swervy and curvy and roundabout and this way and that. And it's to the logical mind, it's scary as fuck because it makes, <laughs> makes no, no sense. sense. <laughs> um, and 
in order for it to move forward, the logical mind, it needs to see how things connect, right? It's like Lego block bricks. It needs to connect to ideas so it can logically follow the path. Mm. When you're listening to heart intelligence, sometimes there is no logical connection, at least not in my brain, not till I did it, not until I had the experience of how acting and being a psychic were connected. Yeah, because I could exactly not have told that. you that. So it's like with yeah. the intuition, it goes, okay, well, I need this piece and this piece, but they don't actually connect until we get here. So because the map in the soul has already got the map and it's like we're going from one side to the other and there's certain things we need to start at certain times so that when it's time for it all to intersect or the people that we, we need to connect with, they've already come in, but then they don't come into the project until later. So that is all on the soul map. The soul understands that. So when we're listening to it, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I am doing the drawing. Awesome. So sometimes it kind of looks like this, right? Mm -hmm. Whoa. It kind of like connects weird. Yep. <laughs> but, and then it goes like this and then, yeah, you've got like these weird branches with like new things happening here uh -huh. that have to connect. I mean, it doesn't, it, there, there's nothing linear happening no, there but the soul knows what's what needs to happen so you know while we're looking at linear time like we're trying to look along the, the line horizontally our soul is looking at it vertically to go okay well these three things need to happen but they're all parts of what's going to happen here so if we can trust in that trust that you know however it's unfolding is meant to it and and whatever we're really attracted to whatever our soul is going oh that'd be great i would love this i'd love that that feels good those are the green lights to go yeah that's a great thing to do whether it makes sense or not, because it will make sense eventually. Exactly. Um, and we, I want to open it up for questions now. I see a yeah. few things coming in, so I want to read that. Um, but yeah, this is, a, this is an important part to get is this, the fact that um, control, in this, the days like these where it feels hard, where you feel frustrated and you're upset and you're like, why me? Why is this happening? That's usually um, a nice little sign from the universe that you're trying to control something mm -hmm. and it's giving you an opportunity to look at what that is. Can't control right, colors. <laughs> Can't control if someone's going to remember the baby food packets, even if it's like, you know, because first of all, a, how old is she now? 12, 13? Nearly 14, but she doesn't think of things okay. in the way that we do as parents. <clears throat> but she's also not a mom. No, that's exactly yeah, right. not a mom. So, right? It's the person very it's much like in when the your moment. husband forgets to replace the toilet toilet paper He's because he only like uses that. it like half the time. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. No, but my, my husband's really good I, like that. My my husband's actually he's really and he's actually better about remembering to buy toilet paper. I'll be the one who will constantly replace it, but then forget to buy more. Mm. So I've left us in the weeds a few times. Yep. Matt, toilet paper over here magically replenishes because there's toilet paper elves, mm -hmm. also known mm -hmm. as my husband. That's right. And there's, um, you know, if in doubt, tissues. That, that's oh, I've always got a box of tissues. I'm usually really good with it. If in doubt, you jump in the shower. <laughs> you get creative, man. You go for it. All right, let's see. Um, cool, Tim. Thank you for that link. I will check out what a practical zero pot evap evaporative cooler non-electric looks like. Ooh. I will check that out. Um, let's see. 
Yes, him saying almost 50 and still becoming, but whatever I've learned has helped me move on to the next thing. Got to go through the valleys to see the views from the mountaintops. Yes, you do. Um, so here's one. Here's a quick question. I'm going to actually throw it to Rach because she's done more on this or understands it slightly more than I do. Um, what are your thoughts on the human design system? Um, so is this the one where like the actual human design system, I can't remember the, the words for it. I've got a few friends that have actually learned the human design system. I thought it was just called the human design mapper. Mm, no, it's actually a modal modality. Um, I think yeah, I don't understand. Try to explain it. Um, so the human design, it, it's a mixture of astrology, um, numerology. I think a bit of numerology and then a bit more. So even more. So it actually goes through and lets you know what your strengths are, but what your energy centers are. So I'm a very heady person, but I've got, um, you know, a lot of intuitive paths that are open. So it's a really detailed map of your personality based on your birth chart that it's very, very handy to know. Like um, I haven't gone through the full thing. I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed what I've learned from it. Um, do I implement it all the time? No, <laughs> but it's helped me to understand myself and um, you know, my, my husband and, and kitties better just by knowing what I know about our individual human design profiles. Um, so yeah, look, I think it's a, it's an amazing tool. If you can get someone who's really good at it and, and proficient to give you your human design, I think it's well worth having and knowing yourself at a, because a, sometimes we don't see all of our strengths or all of our weaknesses or it also, because of the way it's presented, it gives you information as to why you struggle with certain things, but also why things are easy for you. Um, some things you'll find easy, don't, you don't even realize are a strength until you see it and go, oh, okay, I just did that naturally. I thought everybody could. Actually, no, that's not how it works. So I highly recommend it actually to, to get your human design profile done um, and utilize the information that you get from it to help you design your business, to design, you know, help you with your relationships with other people. If you can tell them how you work better or how to communicate with you better, then that certainly will help in a lot of ways. So if that's the human design thing she's talking about, then that's, I think it is. I think that's the question she has. And she even, thank you, Agnes, for, she put a link in for people who are like, ooh, I want to try that. There's a link Agnes put in her comment that you can click on. And I've got um, a few, a per, at least one person in my network who um, is very proficient at it. So if anybody wants her details, I'm happy to put you through to her. She's also extremely intuitive. Yes. And the thing about, that I want to put out there about <laughs> charts, natal charts, astrology, numerology, human design, whatever it is, they're all helpful tools, but there is a caveat to all of these things, which is that we can start to buy in and think that this is how it has to be. Mm. Um, we are, you know, we are blessed with free will and we get, we really do get to design our lives. Now there's always going to be natural strengths. Like for example, some people are just born runners. They're just, they've got the, you know, the chemistry. <laughs> or the genetics that allow them to be incredibly fast or running is easy where other people are incredibly strong, like in certain areas. And, and we, it, that's what I want you to kind of think of when you think of human design, natal charts, numerology is that this, these are like maybe some genetic, not genetic, but there are some given it's like a blueprint. It's a blueprint, but it's not, 
every it's part not, of who you are. You can still develop your weaknesses into the strengths. You it just not, it's not necessarily something that you automatically do. But I have learned that I've got a lot of learned behaviors, a lot of learned skills that are absolutely mm -hmm. possible. So it doesn't mean that whatever comes in on the, any of these charts is the only way that you can do it, that you'll only ever be like that. That's not the truth. It's just right. showing what's more natural and easier for you and what's a little bit more difficult that you can work on. Yes, you're not stuck with no. it. And I love the idea of it, of thinking of it like a house blueprint. So the house that you live in has a, has a blueprint and is built from that, but you can always expand, add on, change, take down, remove, shift. Um, and that's what your life is like as well. So um, having the blueprints, I think, can give you, can be really helpful in giving you a sense of confidence um, and maybe giving you a direction to point, right, to start in. If you recognize what your natural strengths are, that's the, the path of least resistance. Yes. That's all. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. Perfect. <laughs> Tim's saying no matter what he tries, he can't grow another arm. <laughs> it wasn't on your blueprint. <laughs> Maybe it's not on the blueprints. You can add on an addition. It's not going to be quite the same, but I hear what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, I bet, again, we have to look towards, you know, the things that are our strengths and what mm. happens when we actually have a detriment because, you know, we... I don't think detriments are viewed in the way that maybe the universe intended them, like as, as something that causes lack. What it does is it creates different strengths or hybrid mm. strength or, or even build. supernatural strength. I mean, think about people, right? Wasn't Bach, Bach the composer, mm. wasn't he the one that was deaf um, and yet wrote some of the most amazing music? Good question. I'll get him in Mozart confused Mozart was definitely Mo like four years old Mo when he right Mozart was a child prodigy child yeah okay so Bach was deaf deaf mm. um and you know it's interesting because his music uh can actually be used to help strengthen your concentration which is something mm -hmm. I found out recently and I used to strengthen my concentration kicked out six emails in one go oh, <laughs> Oh, Beethoven, thank you. So it was oh, Beethoven. that's right, right. Beethoven. I was thinking. Thank God we have people here live with us because we would be sp spreading misinformation. <laughs> Start a rumor about Bach. We could get in a lot of <laughs> Box stuff. Pass it on. I'm kidding. Um, no, but seriously, oh, when, when you figure out what your strengths are, it allows you, first of all, if someone were to tell you that your strength was x y or z and you put belief in that guess what you just grew that strength whether it was there or not believe it or not that's how that's how incredibly powerful and suggestive our minds are so but it works in the opposite direction too if someone tells you that you're weak in blah 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 and you believe it you have sucked the strength right out of yourself um both are reversible right so we can we can either um, give or take away from ourselves energetically. And that's the truth. It's us doing it. It's not the other person suggesting it. It's our belief in the suggestion that creates 
the experience. Because yeah. remember, there are exceptions to every rule. Like, you know, how many times have we seen the story of someone in horrible car crash, you'll never walk again. Hello, they're walking. Um, you know, right. you, yeah, this cancer is going to take you out and it doesn't. There's so many, so many stories where the, the will has been able to overcome the physical obstacles or the perceived obstacles. And I think that's it's absolutely possible. I'll say in most cases, I don't know about growing back an arm. I don't know that I, <laughs> I don't know if I believe enough in it for to say that I could grow back an arm. I have heard it's possible, but that would take an enormous amount of belief among other things. You would, well, first of all, I can see how, so I just talked to the team that just tapped in and they're talking to me how it could be done. Now, first of all, you have to have the belief if there's any doubt, even if it's a silly doubt, right? Like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. That's enough to not be in full belief. Full Full belief. um, So they were showing me, you'd actually look at it from a cell level. If you can watch the cells in the body start to regenerate or reform and have belief that that's happening, it could start the process. Now, how long would it take? I don't know. And how intense would you have to believe in it? I don't know. I do know that it's something that that the mind working with energy could actually create. I don't know if we're capable of it at this level of consciousness Mm. either. That's the other. Yeah. I believe you'd have to have a fairly high level. Yeah. High level of vibration, but also like clarity of energy. And I know that I don't have that the highest level of that. That's uh, so I wouldn't try to go and grow another arm. Not that I need another one. I've got two. (laughs) Tim's cracking me up. I wish everyone could see his comments right now. Well, you probably can if you're on Facebook, but he's saying, honestly, if it crew back overnight, I wouldn't know what the hell to do with it. <laughs> true. I think, you know, I think the, like the, when it, the mind gets to a place of acceptance, um, it stops trying to change things. And that can be a good thing because often if it's about something that you're getting frustrated because it's not changing, then, you know, acceptance gives you a place of relief and a, an ability to move forward. But it can also be the opposite. So, you know, when you're accepting something, you're also accepting something that isn't ideal or isn't what you want. And you stop striving to get where you want to go or stop believing that it's possible or stop putting the energy and action into it. So just be aware. That's such a good opening comment because the thing about it is, is you're right. If you, in order to to create a miracle, the focus has to be on creating it, right? It has to be present and it has to be continuous focus, especially with something that feels big or feels momentous, right? Mm. Which takes you out of the peace you get from what is here right now, Mm. which is what acceptance gives you, is that this is what, this is reality right now. This is what I have. I accept it. I allow it. I am in it. I am here in this reality. Whereas creating something, big like that you would have to pull yourself out of it and every time you had to be confronted with the current reality you wouldn't find that peace or harmony um and possibly might be robbed of joy of energy um it's it's hard to say there is definitely it's very situational very dependent on what it is that you're trying to to achieve right but even think about this somebody who's let's say instead of a body part they're trying to create more money right Mm -hmm. and they're really focusing in on it they're trying to align themselves to that money um what it does though is creates quite a bit of a valley between where you want to be and where you are right there's a big 
energetic valley between the two. It doesn't mean that it can't be shortened or brought together. But unless you can be totally at peace with where you are and call in yeah. the new thing. And that's, that's, that's the struggle. That, there's the delicate balance. So you've got to be completely in acceptance and okay with where you're at and be building and have complete belief in what you're moving forward into at the same time as having gratitude for what you've already got and gratitude for what you're moving into. So see how it starts to create this beautiful you know, energy exchange to bring it into reality. But if you go into, you know, you're working on being a vibrational match to the, the wealth that you want to bring in, but then you look back at what you've got and go, oh, it doesn't match, it's, not, it's taking too long, it's blah, 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 then you're really just you know, shooting yourself in the foot. And maybe in that instance, the best thing or the best step is to really just get into peace around where you're at before you try and this, to and this is where using the trick that the universe has a great sense of humor can really help bridge you back <laughs> into acceptance. Nicely tied in there. Good one. Thank you. I know. I got, I was like, check that out. It really can bridge you back into your reality and, and draw in peace because, um, and I'll bring it back to the refrigerator. I mean, the thing is I'm, I, it's coming a new, actually a new and better refrigerator, brand new one is coming, which is abundance. Mm -hmm. However, I have none right now. Whack, right? No the pause. joke. No one. No. Sorry. No, I, Not bad. It's so, <laughs> uh, no. Acceptance. So it can easily, it's easy to go into lack if I think about my current state right now which is where the universe having a sense of humor and like making jokes. Like I did say I wanted to go out to eat more, which is what we're doing right now because you can't really keep groceries in a 90 degree heat wave. That's just throwing money away. So we're eating out a lot more right now. Um, or joking about how it's preparing us for the, the apocalypse, which really brings oh, me sure. joy right now. It's <laughs> twisted. <laughs> So as but like even that allows me I cannot cope. With no, 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 no. It, it's it's the five D apocalypse where the oh. the sun engulfs the earth and rock flames. And oh, right. <laughs> that's that. why we're ready. That's why we'll be ready. I'm glad we no. could. <laughs> right. So, um, but just having having that mindset around it, seeing the humor in the situation allows me to be in total acceptance with what it, what it is, right? What it is right now, what I have to move through, it makes it so much easier than concentrating on the new fridge, the new fridge, the new fridge, because I still have to wait. There is still that, you know, buffer of time in which I have to deal with reality. Mm -hmm. um, so humor is the, the best way through it. And it creates the most peace and it's like suddenly um this day is easier doesn't yeah. mean tomorrow is i'm not guaranteed that but today is easier because we made a funny joke out of it does that make sense yeah yeah well i mean they, they talk about a lot whatever you're feeling joy and happiness and whatnot around you start to attract in more of that so whether it's more things to laugh at or you never know someone might just turn up and give you a bucket of ice or have an extra cooler or you know there's a thousand ways that this could play out but we know that the the vibrational match to any of those surprises is joy it is happiness it is acceptance of what's going on absolutely and there's you know, if you joke about it in a way that's beneficial to you, because it is the observer effect, like what mm -hmm. we are joking about in this instance is saying that this is making us stronger. 
again, observing something about the situation that is giving, it's actually giving to us in a way that's strengthening our resolver or our stamina or whatever. No, you know, we so, can survive anything, including an apocalypse when we have no That's right. <laughs> <laughs> the refrigerator apocalypse. That's right. <laughs> yes, frozen wine pops. Stop it. Oh. You're killing me right now. That is a great idea. <laughs> We're going to make that happen. Mm-hmm. We'll find We're going to find those. <laughs> We're going to find those. All right. Well, I don't. Hold on. Now, before I say that, put there your are more on. comments that are scrolling by. <laughs> let's see um oh caitlin's commenting on tim i think the earlier topic which is you could possibly turn dna on or off controlling the rna that reads it that's true mm-hmm. it'd also be hard to imagine something you've never personally experienced yes that's true yes very good that point. is very true um agnes is saying i'm right-handed i challenged myself last year and I said I want to learn how to use my left hand today I want to share that I can type fast using my left hand only mm-hmm. so I shifted my blueprint while enjoying New York City oh, lovely. and I can't read the last part because Facebook won't let me see it <laughs> poop on you Facebook poop on you as my son would say <laughs> poopy head <laughs> <laughs> He's so cute. Beautiful. All right. So let's, um, you know, this, this episode of the Success Feathered Spirit. Fuck. Just stop. Okay. Let's try that again. Hi, everyone. This episode of the Spirit for Success podcast, Rach, brought to you by the Spirit Circles. <clears throat> the Spirit Circles we do twice a month with the new moon and the full moon. It gives you an opportunity to work with us and our team in spirit where we make full use of the energy of that moon. It's not just of the moon itself. It's of the energies that are happening in the universe at the time. Therese does an amazing job of sharing what's going on in the energy so that we can be prepared um, or just go, ah, that's what's going on. Sometimes relief is good. Um, And then she takes us through a bunch of different exercises to help us if it's a full moon to release what's no longer serving us so that when we get to the new moon, it's going to be a lot easier to manifest and call in what we want. And then she takes us through an amazing transition, a transmission that comes direct from our team and spirit. Every time it's different, we don't ever know where we're going to go. In fact, neither does she until the day. No, until no, till I'm doing it. Yeah. Doing and it. often, uh, you know, it's, it's always a very potent uh, visualization, but often there's a lot of healing energies that come through from our team. So we're getting an energy transmission at the same time. And then we finish it off with psychic Q and A. So you can get your questions answered in a slight a little mini reading. So they go for 90 minutes twice a month. And we'd love for you to join us in those. If you want to work more with the, the energies of the moon and the universe to make your life more ease and grace and to get more guidance with your team and spirit. So If you'd like to check those out, you can buy like one off, you can buy a whole month, you can go on a subscription, whatever works for your budget and what you want to do. And you can go to spiritthenumber4success.com and check out Spirit Circles. That's right. And by the way, on Saturday uh, in the US, Sunday for Australia, we have a super new moon, partial solar eclipse, 1111 portal. Yeah. All of that is happening. It's the last of three eclipses coming up. This is big, big, big manifesting energy. Plus today in the US, yesterday in Australia, the lion 
landscape portal has opened. And if you haven't yet got outside and got some sunlight, you need to go do that right now because there's direct downloads coming in through the streaming of the alignment of the earth, the sun, and the spiritual sun, Sirius. Mm. So you want to get out there, grab those downloads. <laughs> grab them because they're, com- they're coming for you anyway. You don't really have to go outside. Mm-hmm. But if you go outside, you'll get a full dose of it. Which I got a full dose yesterday, and then it wiped me for the rest of the afternoon because I consciously said, "Right, download, bring it all in. I'm ready for it." And I was good. I'm like, "Yep, great." And then it went into integration mode. I went, okay, okay, I So that doesn't help. Yeah, everything. I've been getting. I've been. I've been getting the the, the, the spoinks, <laughs> the spoinks in my uh, crown chakra. But some the people spoinks. are feeling it in their third eye a lot today. Spoinks. It's kind of like a boink and a spike. <laughs> like spoink. <laughs> I thought I was the only one that put things together. My daughter likes to laugh at me because I last time I was pregnant, I was trying to say um Girl, spoink. I don't have hair to flip, but girl. <laughs> I am um, the new word for me was squinties. She's like, What's a squinty? You know when you squint your eyes. I just couldn't say squint and eyes at squinties. <laughs> She's got some squinties right now. <laughs> Anyway. Oh my gosh. All right. This episode has been all over the place. I hope you're enjoying it. I hope you at least got a wine spritzer while you watched it so you could understand. <laughs> and that's, that's really all I have to say. All right. Thank you to everyone. Much love to you all. And until next time, relax. We got this. Even with Apple. Thanks for listening to the show. To learn more about Rachel and Therese, and all of our awesome offerings, go to spirit4success.com or find us on Facebook. In fact, why not join our kick-ass and sparkly group, Kick-Ass and Sparkly Lady Paneurs Unite. Until next time, relax. We got this.